0: Thanks for choosing to listen to another City Point West podcast. I trust that this message empowers and encourages you to continue your journey of faith. Enjoy We have a testimony of of uh, miracle and breakthrough in my life, well in my family's life because Um, About four years ago, I actually um, had a testimony of myself. I um, wrote a um, prayer report and I started fasting as well at the same time. I gave a bunch of money. It doesn't matter because it was just my faith that that allowed that to happen. But my auntie was suffering with a disease. I can't remember the name, but it actually just unintentionally made her gain weight. She was eating eating ice cubes and gaining weight. And then they found out the problem and they started putting on medication that gave her almost constant migraines. And so I just was like, you know what? Why not just put God to the test? Why not be faithful with what I have? And I I put it on the cross. I gave my money and said, you know what, God? I'm going to put my faith in you. I'm going to put my trust in you. And within, I fasted for three days. And on the third day, I remember my pop calling me and he said, you know, I know Chickie has an, my auntie, I shouldn't name names, but my auntie didn't have a migraine for two days, and from going from constant migraines with all the medication to no, none at all, was really awesome for me to see and showed me the real power of what faith, love and hope is really about. And like I, like I said, it's about miracles and it's about, it's about breakthrough, it's about us putting faith and having the expectancy for God to move in, in the impossible, or at least the impossible for us, but... Like the Bible says, when we step in faith, the impossible becomes possible. I think it's important tonight that we understand what faith actually means. And that's what I want to preach about tonight is faith. A part of the faith, love and hope is faith. Because faith, like I said, is important. It's important in every aspect of our lives. It's important for, first of all, to have Faith is actually, I should get to this, which is more important. Faith comes in a lot of different ways. We have faith in miracles. We have faith in in everything that we do. I have faith in my dad when I was two. You know, faith comes in different ways. And I want to break down what faith really means. And the first point I have is faith in miracles, like I said. Because we see miracles throughout the Bible. Jesus performed countless of miracles. He performed them and he instructed us to do the same. And again, tonight I'm going to tell you how we can do these things. Not for our own benefit, because that's not thats not what the Bible, that's not what Jesus died for. He didn't die for our own benefit. He actually died so that we could be an instrument, so that we could be set free and then become an instrument for His good works. And so that we could bring as many people along with us um, into heaven. And so we see, yeah, not for our own benefit, but if to grow as a ministry and to bless others. And it's a testimony of God's power, because when we see, we believe. Um, and so... It's a gift from the Holy Spirit. Yeah. It's activated by our, activated yeah. by our faith. Yeah. And faith is our belief in God for Him to do the impossible through us. And so, not as faith as a whole when we're talking about miracles, it's the belief in God, the complete trust in God, that He will do what He promised, miracles and breakthrough. And we see in the Bible in the Great Commission, we see in Mark 16:17, where it says, These signs will follow those that believe. When signs will follow those that have faith in God, and so when we believe and we have faith that we can do these signs and wonders through Him, and that we can see these miracles, we can see these breakthroughs, we can see the impossible become possible for His name's sake. We see that, um, yeah, we see that breakthrough because of what He, um, because of the faith that we have inside of us. And without that faith, we can't do these miracles, which is important. And I'll get to how we have that faith in a minute. But again, it takes faith to step out as well. It takes faith to step out because how uncomfortable is it when we get turned down? It's like it's like asking someone for their number, whether it's a guy or a girl, whether it's a friend or someone you want a little bit more that to be a little bit more. It takes courage and it takes faith to do that. And it's kind of embarrassing when you get turned down. It's it's probably quite embarrassing. I can't, I won't say it, that I've been there. Maybe I have. Maybe I haven't. Um, if you know me, maybe you know, but, you know, it takes it takes faith to step out for those for those miracles in the same way it takes faith to step out in that. We have to have complete trust in God that He's going to do the impossible and have faith in God that He's going to get that girl's number. No, I'm just kidding. But, you know, like f- complete faith comes by stepping out of our comfort zone. We're not going to find miracles in our comfort zone. We're not going to find that person's number in our comfort zone of sitting on the couch, hey, can I get your number? No, you've got to step out. Same way with miracles. I'm really talking about this girl's number. But again, the Bible shows us how much faith that we need. And we see in Matthew 17, we see that he he tells us how much faith we need. But before that, we need some context because he says, ye of little faith, or he says, because of your little faith, that he keeps going. So before I get there, the disciples they were in this moment of praying for people and there was this person with a demon. And so Jesus said, you pray for them. And the disciples tried and prayed and they couldn't do it, which is interesting. God gave them the power, but again, he hadn't died yet. So they didn't have the Holy Spirit. They didn't have the power. They didn't have the faith. But they were coming and trying to pray and they couldn't, or they were, they were praying, but they were trying to find that miracle. But they didn't have the power. They didn't have the faith. And so when we read, when we read in verse 20, it says, Because of your little faith, truly I say to you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can tell this mountain to move from here to here and nothing will be impossible. It's awesome, these mountains. It's not talking about a literal mountain. Well, it might be, actually. I could tell my, Mount Isa or Mount Kutha to move over here, be close to my house. But what he's really meaning is, is the mountains of, of um, sin, the mountains of, of, um, of that demon in that example, who's saying if you just have the faith, I believe the size of a mustard seed is like that big. If you don't have good eyesight, you probably can't even see that. That's how big your faith needs to be—so big that you can't even see it from here. Um, that's how much faith that we need to see these miracles happen, to see to see this breakthrough that we're looking for in these scenarios. And so, yeah, it's not that it's not that much faith needed, but at the same time, when we come with that amount, when we come with that, that miracle happens. But we have to have faith to have that. Um, in our hearts. We have to have faith in that moment to step out just that just that much, to step out that much and believe in that God is going to do an, an amazing miracle power and our mountains will move. And this is what we do in Faith, Love and Hope. We come with faith and we come with expectancy that God is going to move our mountains. He's going to move whatever situation, whether it's financially, whether it's, whether it's, I don't know, cancer, whether it's Alzheimer's, it doesn't matter because the moment we have that little bit of faith, faith the size of a mustard seed, you could have Cramps in your ankle or in your calf, and God will heal that when you have that little bit of faith. Um, and He rewards—that's how He rewards us for our faith with these miracles. When we seek Him more and more, that's how we build that faith. The more we spend in our closet, as the saying goes, the more the more we spend a time alone is the moment we that that faith is activated. So, if you want to know how do we how does this faith happen, how do we have the ability to to step out or how do we have the ability to see miracles in our own lives in someone else's life just by spending time with the one that gives us the power for the miracles by by spending time with with God that gives us having faith in God in the little and seeing the miraculous happen in the outside and we see this all through the Testament that he heals the people that are faithful not just the ones that not just as we're praying but even when we're asking for prayer we see that in matthew nine twenty eight we see Jesus heals a blind man, and this blind man follows him, which is quite ironic. I don't know how he did that. Again, just walking by faith and not by sight. Um, he's just walking, and he walks into the house where Jesus is, and he's, and he's, and he's asking for healing. He says, the blind man went inside. Do you, Jesus says, do you believe I can make you whole? Do you believe I can make you well? And, he's, and the blind man said, yes, I do. Then Jesus touched his eyes and said, because of your faith, it will happen. Because you have faith it will happen. If you're looking for a miracle tonight, you just need that little bit of faith. Hey, You just need the faith to, to pursue God. If you, again, if you've got, I don't know if it's cancer, I don't know if it's high blood pressure, I don't know if it's sore ankles, I don't know if it's a sore wrist, just seeking God. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. It says it all throughout the Bible that if we just, if we just seek God, if we just have faith in Him and get out of our comfort zone and seek Him, We will find what we're looking for. Um, Another example, Mark 6, the woman of blood. You hear it all the time. I think last time I preached about it, it was, um, I said I preached. Last time I preached, I spoke the same thing, but in a different scenario. She had the faith that she was crawling on her hands and knees. She'd been bleeding for, what, 12 years, and then finally she sees a glimpse of light. She's like, oh, Jesus is is here. If only I could touch her garment, uh, his garment. And she's fighting through, and like I said, she tries to ankle tap him, just just trying to get a touch. And he ends up clipping the end of his garment or his robe or whatever he's wearing. But whatever he's wearing, he's like, ooh, I felt power leave me because of, my, because of that faith, met with my faith, met in the middle. And he says, who touched me? And the disciples are like, you know what, you're... Why am I following this dude? What do you mean Who's touching you? We're in a crowd of thousands of people. He's like, no, but I felt someone come and touch me with intention, someone that come and touch me with faith. And turns around, and in, and in this verse he says, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. You are healed from your disease. You're not just healed from your from your sore ankle. I've got a sore ankle, so maybe I just want my ankle healed. But you're not just healed from something small. You're healed from something big. There's nothing that God can do that God can't do. <laughs> There's nothing that God can't do. No matter how small, no matter how big, He can do it. It's just our faith that meets with Him, stepping out of our comfort zone, like I said, and just meeting Him halfway. And as and He rewards our faithfulness with these miracles. And when we reach out to God, He reaches back, and, it's just, and He's just to heal us. But this is where I come up to my second point, but... You know what happens if God doesn't heal you what happens if what happens to our heart posture when when we become disappointed in those moments and this is what I really want to talk about tonight It's awesome that we have the power of miracles but where's our heart and where's our faith stand when those miracles don't happen or what happens when those miracles do happen let's say Let's, let's try and let's change this or let's think of what would have happened to this woman with the issue of blood. You know what, she's been, she's been wondering for 12 years how she can be healed and then, and then she touches God's garment or Jesus' garment and she's completely healed and she's like, well, I don't, I don't need God now, I'm healed. Wow. Like, where, where is our heart posture? We, can, wow. we could be so sad and so devastated and so angry that we just forget God in our role, or are we in this position that we wow. just, we've had our miracle... And now we just forget until the next problem arises. And that's what I think is really important for us. We need to ask ourselves these questions. Where is our heart posture when we come into these moments? What is our reaction when God doesn't heal you? Is he angry? Are we in disbelief? I can't believe you, God. You didn't heal me. Come on. Am I still praying? Am I going to keep going? You've just been tailing me all this time. I've been praying for so long. Come on. You know how ang- I wouldn't, I could get pretty angry. But I mean, that's not my heart posture because my heart posture is in faith. Either I'm going to keep believing that miracle or I'm going to keep believing that God is good. No matter what, I'm going to keep believing that God is good because He is. What is our heart posture? What is our reaction when God doesn't heal? Again, what is our heart posture when, when we are healed? What is our heart posture? Are we going to keep praying? Are we going to keep reading the Bible? Are we going to keep leaning in when, in when we are in our good season? Because you know that that bad season is just around the corner. It says, "Have joy in those moments. Have joy in the bad. Have joy in those moments. Because, because in that moments we we come with endurance. It says, steadfastness, steadfastness, in the Bible, that we come out of it with endurance." But what happens when that, bad, when that bad comes? We've got to stay in faith. What happens when that bad finance is there? We've got to stay in faith. What happens when that death occurs? I know when Pastor Sam died, that was, that was devastating. But what are we going to do? We're going to stay in faith. We had, that, we had that, um, that funeral. And what did we do? We, we just prayed and we thanked God for his life. And we continued on the journey. Because that's how, what our faith needs to be like. And so what are we going to do when persecution comes? We're going to stay in faith, right? We're going to stay in faith when, when we're going into our jobs tomorrow morning and our boss is yelling at us because he knows we're a Christian, in secret or in public. We're going to stay in faith, right? And when God does heal you, again, we're going to see deliverance and breakthrough. We're going to keep praying. We're going to keep persevering. And in all situations, we're going to keep fighting the fight of faith. And that's my second point the fight of faith. Um, and, um, in 2 Timothy. We see um, that Paul is fighting this fight of faith. It says in 2 Timothy 4 it says, "I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me: the crown of righteousness." How awesome is that? I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, and I have remained faithful. Are you going to remain faithful? When you're fighting this good fight of faith, because that's what life is—it's a—it's a—it's a, it's a, it's a whole—it's a whole drive of, of faith. We're running this race in faith that there's not going to be any ditches, or that if there is ditches, that God's going to drag us over it. We're going to have faith in that race, and we see Paul fought this fight. He went through—he went through so much. You know what? Every t- every town he went to. Shackles were waiting for him, but he didn't care because he wanted to preach the gospel. He needed to preach the gospel. That was his journey. That was his calling, is that everywhere he went to, he was persecuted, but he still stayed. And prison was waiting for him, not just, not just shackles. He was, he was beaten until he went to his last place, and he started writing letters in prison. Everywhere he went, he was persecuted, but he stayed on course, and he fought the good fight. Everywhere he went, stayed in faith. He traveled, preached, and healed the whole time, and was persecuted the whole time, and he still stayed in faith. And Paul never let anything get him down, didn't let any sickness get him down, didn't let any anger get him down, didn't let anyone um, coming against him let him down, which is kind of... Something that we can look at, right? Same with Jesus. Jesus did the same thing. No matter where he went, nothing let him down. No matter who was yelling at him, no matter who was coming against him, never let him down. Even to the point of death, he said, Forgive them, for they not know what they do, for they for they don't know what they're doing. That's got that's gotta be something that we can look at, eh? Because you know what? I think we all know the saying that when someone cuts us off, first reaction anger. That's just something that we've got to look at Jesus and think, you know, what would He do? How does He live His life in that moment? Are we going to get angry? Are we going to get upset? We're we going to get frustrated? Or we're going to come in in faith? And we're going to keep fighting this faith of of pure love, which is joy and peace, and not anger and frustration. Hey, we're going to stay um, fighting the good fight. But we see, yeah, yeah, you know, we get cut off, we get angry, and we get made fun of. Again, persecuted by our bosses, we stay in faith, we don't get discouraged, and when things go bad, we don't stop praying, we don't stop leaning in, we don't stop persevering, we don't stop fighting. And you know some of you may have stopped fighting because I can tell you God didn't stop fighting though you might have stopped stopped running the race, you might have started walking, you might have even turn the other way, but God hasn't stopped waiting for you. God is still with you regardless of where you are, he's just waiting for you to turn around hey. And you might have stopped fighting because it's getting tough. You might have stopped fighting because you just didn't see the end. You didn't see the light. Um, But I can tell you right now, the fight is good. What I mean by that is, the struggle that you're in right now, there is a positive to the other side. Like I said before, I said this verse that's in James 1. It says, Count it all joy when you face certain trials, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. That's the exact verse. Probably quoted better than I did before. But when we, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness. When we keep leaning in, when we keep facing the trial, when we we stand strong in God and we continue to that road, we see that our faith produces steadfastness. And we reach the other side, as long as we continue going in God, because it's not by man alone that we can make the, to the end of the race, to the end of the fight. It's by the power of God, that the miracle of God, when we have faith in Him, that we can keep going in this way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good. I'm glad Pastor Tim knows. <laughs> Count it joy. Count it joy. Because God produces endurance and He never leaves you. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I love that story. I think for people that were in the Old Testament, they had some gift of prophetic. They were able to see the future. Because even in that very verse, you can see it counted joy. And when they faced the trial, you see that when their faith was tested, that God was right next to them. Three entered the fire, four came out. Well, four were in the fire. And we see that... The guards even burnt to lie, but those four that were in there didn't even have a smell of smoke when they came out of it. That's because they didn't, not only counted it joy, but they faced the trial with God, literally with God. So how are we facing our trials? How are we facing our sickness? How are we facing our finance with fear and trembling or with faith that God is going to do what we want Him to do? When your car breaks down, not when, if your car breaks down, how are we going to react with annoyance, with fear or are we going to stand with faith When you, if you lose that job if you get sick maybe when you get sick but I don't want to speak that over you like it's so those things can happen how are we going to react how are we going to stand are we going to stand with faith or are we going to stand without faith counting it joy to worship their king even though the law said otherwise even though the normal for us is not to be a Christian. The normal for us is not to be God-fearing people. The normal for us is to be out clubbing and, and getting drunk and doing the wrong things. Nothing wrong with clubbing, but getting drunk and doing the wrong things and, yeah, <laughs> doing those wrong things. Maybe Pastor Tim thinks otherwise. Don't tell him if you're clubbing. But, yeah, not getting drunk, not doing the things the Bible tells us not to. That's the normal for the world. But for us, our normal is to be here on our Sundays as a collective. Our normal is to be reading the Bible every day. It's to be God-fearing people that are led by the Holy Spirit every day. Our normal is to reach the people in our world. There's, let's say there's 10 people in my world. It's not the same t- 10 people in Tristan's world. Or at least there's 10 different people in both areas that we can both reach. Let's say we bring those 10 here. That's 20 people that's new here. That's our mission as the church. And you know what? It takes faith to be like that. Let's think of 10 friends, Tristan, that you uh, aren't in this place already. 10 friends. How uncomfortable must that make us to step out? But how awesome is that when those people are here in this church because of the faith that we had in God? Let's think, not just Tristan, everyone in this place, whether it's at City Point Ipswich, whether it's at City Point Carindale, 10 people that we have in our world are not the same 10 people that I have. And they can be in this place when we have faith and when we step out in obedience and we step out of our comfort zone, we see that. That those things can happen. As long as we have faith, right? As long as we have faith. But let me just remind you that it is good. The trial is good. That's why it's the fight of faith. And we need the endurance given from God to continue that fight. Because without God, we're not going to make that. That sickness is going to overcome us. That pain is going to overcome us. My ankle is going to overcome us. Whatever it is, without Jesus, without the love of God on our lives, and without faith in His in His Word and what He says, we're not going to make that fight. But I'm, I believe in my heart that before I even stepped in this room that there's some of us that have found the fight too tough in our lives, <coughs> that have gotten angry with God and have stopped fighting, stopped fighting and stopped running the race, stopped, stopped standing in faith. And God wants you to be on this race. God wants you to keep fighting because you're not fighting alone, you're fighting with Him. That's when we stand in faith that we're fighting with Him. Without faith, we're not fighting with Him. But God wants you to have the opportunity tonight to come back into faith and to come back into relationship with Him. I believe that wholeheartedly. You might have been to church a thousand times, you might have been to church just this one time. But I believe wholeheartedly that God wants to make your faith and belief inside of you whole. The Bible says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things yet not seen. I bring that up, a, not really too late, but what I'm what I'm trying to say that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things yet not seen. Have you seen God? Having hope that in faith in Him, and that's the faith. Uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the things yet not seen. We haven't seen God, but I just oh. <clears throat> Pray that we have hope and faith in Him, and He wants you to see that tonight. He wants you to see the unseen. He wants you to, to have hope and have faith in Him again tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, so I'm happy if keys when I come back up. Jesus, I just thank you right now. I don't know who those people are, but I felt them before I even entered this room. I thank you, Jesus, that the, fe- that the fight of faith, that we pray for that fight right now in Jesus' name. We thank you for whoever stopped fighting that faith. I pray right now that you're just ministering to them right now. Your Holy Spirit is just coming again, and is coming to minister. Is coming to to seek those people, whether it's whether they've never been on the journey, whether they've they've left that journey. Jesus, I just thank you that you're ministering to them right now in Jesus' name. I don't need a hand raised. I just need you to submit your heart. I don't need to know who you are because God knows who you are in your heart. He sees what I don't see, and I just thank you right now, to minister to those people in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, come in with peace where there's been anger coming with patience where there's been frustration Jesus you are I thank you that your holy spirit is bringing the fruits of the spirit replacing them with every earthly thing that we have in our heart I thank you it's replacing it right now in Jesus name come on in Jesus name I thank you we we believe and right now that faith is coming to those people I believe right now that your holy spirit is coming to those people I thank you ministering to them again in Jesus name lord of the lord of the That's for people that have come off, but I don't know if this is your first time, I don't know if this is your hundredth time, with all heads bowed, eyes closed. Like Braden said, having your eyes closed is just a moment to focus and just to think on God. So I know this message will keep speaking to you as you continue your day. So for more information about City Point West, jump on citypointchurch.com Or follow our social media accounts, Instagram, City Point West, or our Facebook, City Point Church West. Have a great day.